Hello, Courageous Hustlers, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I had the privilege and honor to sit with Pastor Courage Molina, who is my favorite faith coach and my favorite Bible study teacher. She's really everyone's favorite Bible study teacher. It is no surprise that her life's work is to help ambitious, purpose-driven women build bold faith so that they can have confidence and go after the life that they really want. She believes the foundation of becoming the most bold, confident, and courageous self is involved with your daily habits of studying and applying the word of God to your life. As the senior pastor of Bold Faith Community Church, which is a global online church for women of purpose, she preaches and teaches the Bible um, weekly on Saturday mornings. Through her online school, Courage Molina University, her courses teach women how to build routine, habits, and mindset that will support them on the journey to greatness. Pastor Courage is also the author of Power Principles of Courageous Living and the host of the award-winning podcast, Dose of Courage. She is a wife and a mother of three, currently living in North Carolina. She happens to be a very dear friend of mine, and I am super excited about today's interview. So with that being said, let's get into it. Welcome to the show, Pastor Courage. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so, so excited. You are officially our first guest on the podcast. And I think it was just like so fitting being that your name is Courage. This is the Courageous Hustler podcast. And I was just like, and you know what? I have to let you in on a little secret. (laughs) <laughs> when I <laughs> when I first met you it was like the craziest thing right when I first met you I was like oh my god her name is courage and like I want to do this courageous hu- um, hustler podcast and I wonder if like because your stuff is like there's a lot of things that, well, obviously we work together so I know yes. you have a lot of like the uh, uh, courageous crusaders you have like all your programs are courageous something right and so I was like I wonder if she's gonna be like yo I should have thought about the podcast (laughs) in my mind that way but the reason I say this is because this this trickles into fear right my fear of thinking what is she gonna think and it's like I didn't know you then for me to even make those assumptions And so like now that we're friends and now that we work together now, like that we get a chance to like, I'm like, she ain't going to care. <laughs> no. And it's crazy that you say that. I always laugh because on a lot of interviews, people are like, she doesn't know this. And I'm always like, wow, what are they going to say? <laughs> like, what are they about to say that I don't know that they're going to say on this recording? That's going to be interesting. But what's crazy, and I'm glad that you brought this up, is that when you just said courageous hustlers, I thought, oh, man, I have a this is like, I don't know when this podcast is going to come out, but whatever. I have a new program I'm going to be rolling out and it's called Courageous Entrepreneurs. And I literally just thought, what is she going to think? But I just brushed it off. I'm like, man, I don't care. I came up with this, my own little name. Like that's it. There are only so many words that people like, there are only so many words that we can use. It's fine. Everybody's nobody's anybody copying me. Like, and I ain't copying nobody. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And I feel like when you're when you're in your zone of genius, like you'll get the abundance of ideas, you'll get that vision, 
from, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I, I experienced the courageous hustler phrase a long time ago, like back in 2011, a man said that to me. Right. And so it was just crazy to now make it a reality. And I love that you're here and I appreciate that you are here, you know, to, to talk to my community. And what I want us to focus on today is I'm talking about, um, so I kind of, I'm not sure if you've heard my command the stage story or not, but we are going over a framework that I came up with on, you know, just dealing with identity loss and it's called the step up method. And the first step in the step up method is self-awareness. And so you're, we, I thought that it was going to be so fitting for us to talk about this mainly because you know, you are the best Bible study teacher I know, yeah. right? And so, and I also know that like the Bible does bring you a lot of self-awareness and I want us to kind of walk through what you think, what what are your thoughts around that? And how do you think some of our listeners can benefit from like reading the Bible to get more self-awareness on self? First of all, I love that the first step is self-awareness because it has to be. I cannot, like, I go, when you go to the mall, I have no sense of direction anyway, but when I go to the mall, a new mall, what does it tell you? It doesn't say, oh, this is where you want to go. It tells you, you are here, right? You have to know where you are in order for someone to give you direction, in order for someone to give you insight, in order for someone to give you strategy. You have got to know where you are. You have to be more aware of yourself, right? In order to interact with people. That's where it starts. I think a lot of times, you know, we can misunderstand people because we don't understand ourselves, right? And so I love the word of God, obviously. Maybe that's not obvious, but I do. And the reason I do is because it is the perfect place to get this reset, right? We come into the world. When you come into the world, someone hands you your identity and it's not God either, right? Because he gave you your identity before you came into the world. You come into the world, somebody gives you your identity, depending on what kind of family you're born into, the background that you have, all of their beliefs, what they believe about the person that you came into this world as. So you come into a world as a woman, your family is going to tell you the identity of a woman, what that looks like, what that sounds like, what you can and can't do, what you should expect long before you even know who you are. And so we just kind of accept those things without taking the time to say, okay, let's one second and let me see who God says I am and what God says I can do so that I can get off. We just kind of start accepting these labels of our family, society, our experiences, and that really limits our abilities. That really limits, you know, us being able to really achieve these things that we have in our heart to achieve as hustlers, entrepreneurs, whatever, women of purpose. We just were unable to do it because real talk, like we just don't know how dope we are. If you really, like, that's how I know you're not self-aware. When you don't think you're the hottest thing since sliced bread, I know you don't know who you are. When you think that somebody out there is smarter than you, better than you, more capable than you, I know you don't know who you are I know like right out the gate oh somebody somebody's better than me not no absolutely no no like absolutely not because we were all created for a very specific purpose I'm not auditioning for the purpose that God created my life for so when I know who I am I can move in a different way and becoming self-aware allows you to do that and I feel like the best place to start 
is in the Bible because it helps you to accept the things about yourself that society or your family or your experience has said that you should be ashamed of, that you should change, that needs to be different, that it's not enough, whatever. It helps you to kind of reset, like go back to factory settings, so to speak. That is so good. And I love that you even mentioned that it's almost like programming and conditioning, right? Like all the things that we were brought up as is becomes our belief. And some of those things are actually somebody else's lie. And we literally take somebody else's lie and make that our belief, right? And so I love that you even mentioned that because even in my process during the time that I was actually discovering who I was, I was also forced to kind of even say, even though I was raised this way, I don't believe this is the best approach for me to raise my kids, right? Yeah. Or I also thought like, I don't even know what a good wife looks like because I was not raised by a mother. I was not raised by a loving home, right? And so it was like a lot of times I'm like, well, I can't even say what a good mother is. I didn't have one. I can't say what a good wife is. I didn't have a good wife raise me, right? Or a good mother raise me. And so I love that you're saying that because a lot of it, had to do with me becoming very self-aware, right? Mm -hmm. Me becoming like, I understand that I did not have this. So now what can I possibly do with it that's in my capacity? And am I handling this in the best capacity of my myself now and the future me, right? Like I'm always thinking about, is future Sandra making the same mistakes that me right now is making? Or like, and so that, that, goes into self-awareness so I love that you said that because that really does bring it home for me <laughs> where it's like it's okay right it's okay I, I I tend to always think about like when I have arguments when I have conversations with people that get you know heated or whatever I'm like I wonder did I handle that in the best capacity like what was it about that conversation that went wrong? And that brings me the awareness of like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that, right? Maybe I shouldn't have, maybe my tone was wrong. My body language was wrong. Right. Like, how can I avoid this in the future? And it really starts with where am I? Like, why did that trigger me? And why did I escalate it to that point? Or, and so this is like a self-awareness comes in so many different areas. It's, I love how you even said, when you get to the mall, it's usually you're here, right? Yeah. You get to choose now where you want to go, but you need to know where you are at right now. And I knew a couple of years ago that I wasn't in that place. And that's why self-awareness for me was like, man, you need to check you first before yeah. you even start realizing all the other things. And a lot of my self-awareness came from therapy. It came from being in your Bible study. It came from being around people that were really supporting me. And so I love that insight. Now, how does one start when it comes down to the Bible? How does one, where, where would you guide them? If you're like, okay, if you're trying to figure this out, where can I go in the Bible to start that? You know, look, I know we want to read the whole Bible, but where right. would you kind of recommend? I mean, that's such, I think, if I'm honest, one of the places I would probably start is in John. John's one of my 
it's the like my favorite gospel right if i'm a person of faith already right if i'm already a person i go to church i know the lord i love the lord and i'm just struggling with my identity i would probably start in um the book of john just because it's my favorite gospel and i don't think that there's any book that can't help you to see who you are but since you're making me choose one that's the one I stand on. And, like, I feel like any will do. I think it's more about your approach. But if you need to know where to start, I'd say, John, the approach really is to ask of the text, right? What does this teach me about God? And what is God saying about me? Right? What does this teach? Okay, I read this piece of scripture. What does this scripture, this line, these three sentences, what does that tell me about God's character? What's important to God? And what is how God is responding? What does that say about me, a child of God? What does that look like? And I really like, I don't believe in like glossing over the words. We think we know what words mean. You don't know what words mean. I know you think you do, you don't. I want you to like slow it way down. Okay, I'm a child of God. You can even do a Google search. What does God say about his children? Child of God. What does it mean to be a child? right? And if I'm a child of God, what does that mean? It means that I have to know who God is. It doesn't matter that I'm a child of God, right? Unless I know who God is and how he works, that's what makes it mean something. And then when I recognize that I'm a child, so what does that really mean? It means he's responsible for me. He's taking care of me. It means I don't know everything. It means like when I start to ask the text, what does this say about God? And what does this reveal about me, myself? That's really where we start when it comes to understanding our identity how the word says i'm a special possession what does it mean to be special what does it mean to be a possession what do i do with my special possessions how do i treat my special possessions how do you know that something is a special possession do special possessions have value right so now i know if i'm special to god that means i have value it means that he's protecting me he's not going to misuse me all these things right but i don't get there without asking it's the same thing you said just a minute ago and i love that you said that i don't think we ask enough questions of the text or of ourselves you say when i got into an argument if i get into a situation and it goes left i'm asking questions i'm saying what happened here how did i contribute what do i need to do differently next time why did that trigger me we do not ask enough questions we just get something and we're like oh okay cool i was mad oh well this we immediately go into justifying but if you start from the place of I am special, I am holy, I am righteous because God said so, then there's no fear in finding out where the kinks are or where I'm jacked up at or where I got jacked up <laughs> because those things don't change my identity. Um, getting into like something happening to your car, it doesn't change the fact that it's a car. It may need to be repaired. You may need a new engine. You might need some body work. You might need a new transmission, whatever. It might cost a lot for you to get it fixed, but it does not change the identity of the car. And when you know who you are and my identity doesn't change because of my situation, my experiences, then it gives me the courage, courageous hustlers, right? It gives me the courage to ask myself those questions and find out who I really am and why I responded that way. And it's okay that I'm crazy right now. And it's okay that I got an <laughs> attitude problem and I'm not that nice today because I've been through a lot. But now that I realize that, now I can start working on it without the fear of it meaning something about my identity. It doesn't mean anything about my identity. It means my behaviors are a certain way. And I love that you go to therapy. I'm in therapy, shout out to my therapist. Jesus in therapy is, right? Because the Bible, I think, 
people don't know what the Bible is. The Bible is not a therapy session. I, I love Jesus. I believe in God and the Holy Spirit and miraculous healings and all of those things. But we are also not going to the Bible to find out how to cook, you know, beans and rice. You're not going to the Bible to find out how to make mac and cheese. You have to go someplace else to get those practical needs met. The same is true for my mental and emotional health. I have to go somewhere else to get some insight in how to heal from trauma or deal with triggers, right? Oh, that actually, that was so good. You know why? Because step two is therapy for the trauma. I mean, obviously we're not going to get into step two today, but like, it's so, it, to me, that was, that's exactly what it was. It was, okay. I know I need to become aware of what's happening with my emotion. Cause here's the thing, right? For me to be completely honest, I come from a background that like everybody just married a reaction for every single thing happening around them. Right. And I've come to realize that not everything merits a reaction mm -hmm. and it does not. And I used to be so impulsive with my words and I used to be so impulsive with my attitude. And I used to just, the clapback game was on point. Right. And then I've come to realize, man, my mouth is going faster than my brain and I'm not allowing things. So I became aware of that and I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be this way. Right. And this is really being raised with a mentality that I was angry and I didn't even know why I was angry. Mm. Right. I didn't even realize that I needed to heal the trauma of being abandoned by my mother, or I didn't know that I needed to heal the trauma of being in the in situations as a child. And so like, I love the self-awareness piece because it gave me that insight of like, okay, well, how do you fix this? Like, and are you making the same mistakes with your kids, right? Are you making the same? And obviously I'm not perfect, but I also know that it came with, the self-awareness also came with learning forgiveness. And I know that you're, I, and I actually bought your, um, cause you have a forgiveness, guide, which I'm going to drop the links to all your stuff here uh, in the show notes. But that forgiveness guide actually was like so key for me because it really was like, okay, well, who do you need to forgive? Like you yeah. laid it all out and I'm going to make sure that I add the link so people could go pick that up because it really made me start thinking and that made me more aware. What am I holding on to? What am I continuing to fester on? Because it, it could be things that you could have let go. Maybe you misunderstood yeah. or maybe, and it's like when you are operating from a place of offense, you hear with offended ears, yeah. right? But when you're operating from a place of healed, like, you know, healing, you're hearing yeah. with healed ears. So now yeah. not everything offends me. Now I'm not being explosive. Now I'm not bugging the hell out all the time. All the time. Listen, I love that you, like, I love that you ask questions because I think that like we just stop so quick. A diagnosis is not a cure. So when I realize that I'm triggered, when I realize that I've experienced trauma, that is not my badge. That's not my excuse to not change. Well, this is just how I am. Well, my mama did this. And so this is just no boo. Okay, cool. This is how you are. Check, right? We got a diagnosis. A diagnosis is not a cure. So now the next question is, I realize that that is a trauma response how do I respond from a healthy way, right? And that takes you to the next thing. I, man, I love that. I absolutely love that. Yes, I, I'm, I'm saying this because you are the one who helped me with this. And I probably never even told you this, but I was like, <laughs> that was one of the best investments 
that I ever did. Like, I was just like, man, this is so good. Like, because we really do hold on to things that are not even serving us. Right. right. And sometimes there's plenty of times I do, I do this to every single conversation. Sometimes even when I feel like, okay, did I get you upset? Did I get you yeah. angry? I want to understand. I am a fixer, right? Like yeah. I fix things. I grab something and I fix it. Or, you know, I'm always in solution mode. And I know that that affects my listening skills. Yeah. Because if you come to me and you start telling me, oh, I have this problem. And I'm like, okay, well, like, let's fix it, right? I'm a fixer. I am a yeah. producer. I am a fixer. I know my human design. And so that also didn't allow for me to be a good person in listening and like, I want to understand what is this conversation? What's the intention of this conversation? Are you looking for a solution or are you looking for me to just be a friend? Like, what kind of friend do you need me to be right now? Right. And so (laughs) I say that because self-awareness has helped me identify, okay, girl, you always trying to fix something, but right now they just need you to listen. Same. We are the same. (laughs) I'm like oh you don't want my okay so I'm just listening I'm like oh girl that's that's crazy right like so I can get my responses (laughs) and I can turn off my solution because you're right my brain's like like waiting to hear I'm taking in the diagnostic so I can provide your solution everybody doesn't need that that self-awareness game is it is just it's the biggest thing and forgiveness like once I realize I'm here because of Um, something I experienced, somebody did something, somebody wronged me, I thought something, I gave a narrative to something. Now it's time for forgiveness. People are so resistant, but it just makes no sense to me. So somebody stabbed you. Okay, cool. Right. That's not cool. But okay, cool. You're stabbed. You refuse to go and be seen by a medical professional because they have not apologized because they have not taken credit for, they have not taken responsibility for stabbing. So I'm going to stay here and bleed out because I'm waiting for you to come back and acknowledge that you hurt me. No friends, I'm moving. I'm going to take myself to the hospital. Nobody is going to sit in nobody in an emotionally right mind. And I mean that I don't mean that tongue in cheek. I mean that no one in their right mind is going to be injured and say, I refuse to get medical attention because this person won't accept it. The minute that you become self-aware and you realize that that's what you're doing, then you can see like, oh man, I'm actually not in my right mind. I actually need help because what I've been doing is I've been refusing to forgive them, which has hindered my healing. I've refused to heal. I've refused to start the healing process because this person won't, oh, I know I'm out my mind. And I mean, I don't mean that, for, I know that I am not in a mentally healthy place because people who are mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, they lean into getting healed, mm-hmm. right? Even if they have some trauma, mm-hmm. like, oh, we're going to go and get healed. Oh, I know. I, I'm like, oh, I know I lost my mind because I refuse to <laughs> forgive this person. And it is causing me more damage. They out here living their best life, yeah. right? They out there living their best life. And I'm over here holding on to the pain and uh-uh, let me go get some professional help right now yeah. <laughs> so I can learn exactly. how to get to a place where I want to forgive them. Like I need to get some help. Somebody please dial 911 so that we can do this. You know, I can do this thing. But when you can see like you're refusing to forgive somebody, like we got to be reflecting enough to recognize that. So girl, it's so good. It's so true. I so I love this help conversation. The people. You help the people. Help the people. 
Yes. And you know, you know, what's really, really interesting about this is that I learned the self-awareness piece for myself um, was something that I'm not sure if you're aware of or not. I have shared it in the podcast, but I checked myself into a mental institute after literally losing my mind. And in there, I, I spent five days in there. I was misdiagnosed with bipolar disorder. But in those five days, there was one therapist and I loved her for this. She said to me, I'm only a therapist because I knew something was wrong with me. And I started reading a book and I kept reading. And then I got a doctor degree, right? Like, and I was just yeah. like, oh, I love that. She asked so many questions about herself. Like she kept asking, right? And every single time she's like, we all have in some sort of level, some, some kind of capacity, we all have mental issues like we yeah. all have mental issues you're not the exception here and the reason why it helped me so much was because my self-awareness started actually asking well okay why am I suddenly feeling anxiety because I heard someone say something or because something occurred I healed myself 100% from anxiety from being self-aware I no longer take medication for any kind of depression, anxiety, or any of that. And there's so many people out here taking medication because somebody told them, oh, well, you suffer from anxiety. Here you go. Right. But the reality is there's a, there's another way you can handle this. And it really becomes, let me ask myself. And I've started listening to me more like, okay, he just put that there. And now I'm pissed off that he did that because little does he know I just spent all this time cleaning, right? Yeah, yeah. So now I started like, before I blow up on his ass, let me yeah. go let him know, hey, so I noticed that when you come home, you're not doing that. Things like that, right? Where it was yeah. just, it's so silly, but they're little tiny things. And then you're walking around with all this anxiety. You don't even know why. Right. Because you haven't been able to pinpoint it. And so- it's like if something or someone or somehow your mood is from happy to anxious, ask yourself yeah. what occurred, right? What thoughts? Maybe it's a thought. Maybe you oh. had a, a thought in your mind that, oh, is he cheating? Or, oh, is am I good enough? Or, oh, am I? What thoughts are you telling yourself? What thoughts are triggering you? What things are happening? And so it's just like, for me, that was important. That was a game changer for me because that's when I was like, okay, I definitely need therapy because I got some shit I need to heal. Listen, it's so true. It's because it's never about what's happening. It is, it is, and, and I'm not a professional psychologist or any of that, but in my opinion, it is always a thought because whatever we are anxious about is not what we're dealing with. When we are actually dealing with the real thing, right? Like, oh, I have a diagnosis. Oh, I have a whatever whatever it is that it's bringing up those feelings of like fear and anxiety or even like hopelessness it's not about something that has it's not about something that has occurred it's about how we think it's going to turn out so it's a thought about something that we don't even we're not even in that space yet i'm anxious because maybe i was around a person and maybe i'm going to get sick and then if i get sick then i'm going to miss this and then i'm going to die you haven't contracted anything you're not sick yet you have been exposed, right? So, okay, cool. I've been exposed to something, but I, I'm not actually sick yet and I, I'm not dying. So all of that anxiety about it, oh, maybe he's cheating. Okay, well, you don't know that right at this moment, you're thinking about things that could possibly happen, right? But they're not happening right now. It's a thought. Um, 
you like I'm taking this thought and I just kind of ran with it in the most negative direction possible. And I myself am healing. I'm in the healing process um, for my anxiety. I mean, and it takes time, right? It takes time. It's not like, oh, it's a quick fix, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I will sooner rather than later be completely healed from this anxiety, right? I'm in the healing process, but that's where it always starts. No matter where mm -hmm. I end up, it starts with a thought that got away from me. I'm like, oh, I just let that thought did, do whatever it wanted to do. It just, it's like a wildfire, right? It just spread. And now I'm putting out this, you know, all these other things that have kind of tapped in physically. But yeah, I think it is a thought. It's, it starts with a thought so fast. It just sparks a flame and then, then it's off, you know? That is true. That is absolutely true. Okay. So listen, I love this conversation. I appreciate that you took time to come and, and talk to us about all the things that we covered today. So tell me when it comes down, because one of the things that I want before I let you go is I want to ask you, what would you tell your 18 year old self? If you had an option to give yourself some advice, what would it be 18, 18 year old courage? What would you tell her? 18 year old courage. I would have told her to pack her bags and go after every single thing she wanted, even though it was something she'd never seen before. I would have told her that. Girl, pack your bags. I know you've <laughs> never been anywhere. You will be fine. Pack your bags and go after 100% what you want or what you even, even if you're not sure, put 100% behind what you think you want. Do it today. That's what I would have told myself. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. Okay, and where can everyone find you? Where, well, first of all, let's time out for a second. Let's talk <laughs> about this retreat because this oh, episode is okay. actually going to be um, getting released very soon. So you have a retreat coming up. Yeah. I'm so excited about this retreat. I'm going to be there. I want the people to know where can they find information about the retreat. This is the first retreat you're hosting. So for yeah. me, this is, I'm so excited to see you in this light. Um, where can they find you? Where can they find more about the retreat and all of that? So you can find more about the retreat at boldfaithchurch.org. Um, you can find me at boldfaithchurch.org. It will lead you to me if you're there and you want more of me. Um, this retreat is going to be so fire. It doesn't even make any sense how great this retreat is going to be. I'm like, I can't believe I keep saying that, but it's because it's true. Even though I, even though like, you know, this is the first one. I know it's going to be so fire because I understand all of the steps that God took to get me here to say yes to hosting a retreat, a person who has anxiety triggered around illnesses during a time that we are in with the mm -hmm. spread of all kinds of communicable diseases. So if you understand <laughs> the work that the Lord had to do in order to get us to a place where this courage Molina was like, okay, God, let's all be in the same room, baby. He got something in that room for you. There is something in that room. If you are listening and you even have an inkling like, oh, maybe it's for me. It is absolutely for you. This is confirmation. You were already praying about it. You were already thinking like, oh, I need something. I need a break. I need to recharge my faith. You were already thinking it 
before you heard this podcast. You're not even listening to this podcast for that reason, right? You're just listening. You love Sandra and you want to get your hustle on. And <laughs> that's what you're thinking about. But you have been praying about needing a break and needing to be filled up. So this is you waiting on a sign from the Lord. Hallelujah. This is the sign. What's good? <laughs> Go to boldfaithchurch.org and register today. Don't let, don't talk yourself out of the blessing that is waiting for you in that room. You're welcome. You can thank me later. You're later. Welcome, guys, right? <laughs> I'm on. And I, let me tell you, I love when you say that, like get in the room. I'm, I'm actually always going to say, get in the room. The reason why I am where I am is because of the yes that I gave a few years ago, right? Of getting in the room, yep. getting to know people. I actually, it's so crazy because you were, uh, we were at a conference together in 2019. Yes. And I never knew that that was going to be the beginning of a new, of something new. And now it's like, now we get to work together. Now we get to, you know, like so many different things. And it's, let me tell you I something. That I met you in 2019 because I got in a room in 2017. The reason I was at that conference is because I was in a room in 2017. That's crazy. I met someone in 2017 that set the course for me to meet you in 2019. Y'all get in That's the so room. That's so crazy. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And it was, I was like, I don't even know. I don't know what I'm going to this conference for. Got in the room, had no idea what would come from it. And I met you in 2019 because yes. I got in the room in 2017. Yes. Yes. Amazing. See, this is why you have to say yes more to the things that do serve you and not yes, yes to all the other nonsense. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Pastor Courage, for having, um, for coming on tonight, uh, today. And um, I will drop all the information in the show notes. She has an amazing Bible study every Saturday. We're dropping that information. Like, yes. listen, these show notes are going to be the longest. Yeah, y'all have seen so far. <laughs> <laughs> all the things. Let them know all the things. I cannot wait to meet y'all on a Saturday morning. Say what's up. Let me know you're a courageous hustler. Thank you so much for having me. This was good. All right. So there you guys have it. I absolutely love Pastor Courage Molina. I hope that this has blessed you. Please make sure you go follow her. I am dropping all her show notes, um, all the links for her in the show notes. If you have any feedback, please rate this episode. Let us know what you think. Let us know what, um, what was your favorite takeaway from today's episode. And as always, go ahead and subscribe. Make sure you're sharing with your friends, family members, whoever you believe is going to be blessed by this information, by this content and leave us a rating. Let us know how you feel about these last couple of episodes. Let us know how, what, how you felt about this episode. And until next time, stay courageous.